Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here for the next two hours, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. It is our new time slot in case you're just joining us. And, like, what is he doing on in the afternoon? Yes, previously we're on at 7 p.m. Eastern, but now weekdays live, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Dr. Roto will join me for the first hour. He's not here this week. Uh, coming back from the FSDA, he was a part of that draft, which we'll talk about a little bit today. But he'll be back with me next week. Of course, you can find me on Twitter, at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aaron88, and find all my work at ScoutFantasySports.com. And we want to give you guys a little bit of a special so. If you join ScoutFantasySports.com right now, and this is only for the radio listeners, if you use the promo code BATS50, you get 50% off your first two months, especially for those that are preparing for fantasy baseball right now. You don't want to miss this. Uh, we got the best fantasy baseball draft kit around. I mean, look at the people who are providing content. Sean Childs, one of the best high-stakes players around. He's in the NFBC Hall of Fame. He's won a lot of money, and he is already producing his team outlooks. Started with the AL East. You can get a free sample. You don't believe me? You're like, this guy's just talking a bunch of trash. Anyone who knows me don't. I keep it real. And you can go and see. Look at the Baltimore Orioles and Boston Red Sox. Those are free samples. He breaks it down, goes through every player, details, stats, outlook. And as the free agent sign, of course, he'll update it. The latest ones that just went up are the Minnesota Twins and the Kansas City Royals. So you got that. Dr. Roto providing content. And myself, of uh, Done very well at industry leagues. Uh, won Tout Wars twice. Finished second last year. I won the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational League. Finished in the top 10. Uh, done well in the NFBC. So we got a lot of people here that have had success uh, in industry leagues, high stakes leagues for baseball. So we're going to deliver you some of the best content around. Uh, I will have an article up today. Should be posted shortly looking at Charlie Morton and his move to Tampa Bay. We all know Charlie Morton was basically nothing for a long time in his career and then the last couple years in Houston turned his career around and was one of the top fantasy pitchers in fact he is one of only 18 pitchers that struck out 200 last year and he threw the fewest innings among those so how will the move to Tampa Bay affect his value you can read that today and find out I also have articles looking at Michael Brantley and his move to Houston Yasiel Puig and many many more so we're just compiling and adding content to that draft kit each and every single day. So again, the promo code BATS50 gets you 50% off your first two months. And you can ask questions on the message boards and forums. We're already getting some on baseball, asking about dynasty trades and keeper leagues. So uh, we are there to answer any question you have. I know sometimes it can be tough to uh, ask on social media. You can ask in as much detail as you want on the message boards and the forums. And of course, we always take your calls here as well. 844-843-6879. Uh, we also have you covered at ScoutDFS.com 
for NBA, NHL, and NFL. I mentioned last week, if you use the optimal lineup on DraftKings for Sunday for NFL, it uh, was over 170 points on DraftKings. And uh, we have the optimizer, the Slack chat leading up to lineup block for uh, each sport. So you can check that out as well, scoutdfs.com. And, of course, vegaswhispers.com for all your sports betting needs. Enter the promo code RONUS50, get 50% off your first month. So plenty of ways to make money with us, and that's the goal here. We want to make you become better fantasy players, give you insights on sports betting, and just increase your bankroll. That is the goal here. Uh, We will have Chris Rose from scoutdfs.com. He's going to join me in the next segment. And Chris was so close to taking down a qualifier last night on FanDuel. We'll talk to him about that. Uh, He finished second and sixth. And if it wasn't for Devin Booker getting ejected, he might have pulled it off. And uh, Booker got ejected in the third quarter, uh, him and Gorgie Jang. And they were racing towards the locker room uh, to potentially meet up and fight. Reportedly, nothing happened. Of course, they said, yeah, it was to exchange jersey. We all know that wasn't the case. But... One of those tough breaks, and that's why it's so difficult to kind of win a GBP or a qualifier because you need everything to go right. One bad break, and it could cost you. So Chris, doing very well. So we got a, a busy slate tonight, 10 games for the NBA. So we'll get Chris's insights coming up. Uh, and already some value has opened up as some players have already bo- ruled out. So we'll go over that in detail with him. I'll also be joined by Ian Kahn. He's with Rotowire and an actor. So uh, we see everyone plays fantasy sports and fantasy baseball. And Ian, uh, known as George Washington in the show Washington, he will join me. We were in a league together the last couple of years and uh, was in an auction here, the uh, GDD League, local league here in New York, with a lot of people in the industry, including myself. And uh, it's a fun league, 15-team auction league. And we had a couple battles for players last year at the auction table. We were sitting next to each other. It was a lot of fun. And uh, he wound up winning the league. It was pretty dominant. Uh, for most of the year, had a comfortable lead and to sweat it out in the end. Uh, and I, I finished third, which I hate. I don't like third place. So we will talk to Ian about that. He also now contributes to Rotowire as well. So he will join me at 3 p.m. Eastern. So lots to get to on the show today. We'll kick it off, though, looking at the FSTA Fantasy Baseball Draft from yesterday. This is a 14-team league, 5x5 five five Roto League. And You know, since it's early January, well, late January now, and maybe a lot of people haven't gotten into fantasy baseball yet, uh, you know, we'll we'll look at some of the early picks. Uh, As we go on, we won't have to discuss them as much. But the one thing, too, that I like to look at, too, and I think this is where a lot of people fail uh, in fantasy baseball, is roster construction is extremely important. And there are so many people that know the players well, can break it down, but I still think a lot of people fail and constructing a roster successfully. And that's the key. And I've always said this. This is a puzzle. And it's about putting the pieces to the puzzle together. I hate, and I've said this numerous times, I hate the overall top 300 list for all sports. But baseball is the worst. Football, okay. I don't like it either. The roster construction probably is is not as important there. It is. But baseball, where you have... More positions, you have Roto Leagues, too, 5 by 5 You have to get a balance of stats. It's not just taking the best player. You know, if you go by these overall lists and you just cross off names to take the best player available, I'm guaranteeing you won't win. You just won't because you're not looking at the stats that you need to build. And when I draft, 
I'll write the names down and I'll, and I'll just put loose projections so I can just glance and look over my team and say, okay, where am I strong? Where am I deficient? And you know, could quickly look and be like, a mm, little light in steals. Um, a little light in power. Um, my average is hurting a little bit. Or maybe the opposite. You know what? I got a strong foundation of average. I can afford to take this guy in the middle rounds who might hit 240, but he's going to give me 30 home runs. So I think that's where a lot of people fail. And I think that's where you know we can give you an edge is that roster construction. So those lists of top 300 are useless. They don't work because if you're just doing it blindly, you might wind up with uh, D. Gordon and Billy Hamilton on your team. Do you really want that? That is not the way to build your team. You're going to be in big trouble. Yeah, you might be good in steals. Great. Uh, your power is going to be awful. Your RBIs are going to be awful. So those lists, to me, don't do any good. I'd rather have it broken down by positions. You know, just have a nice cheat sheet and kind of look across. So there's a lot of factors to look at. But we also are in the period here where it is early in the season. And we do want to break down some of these players because maybe you forgot. And this is kind of a refresher course. So... Mike Trout goes number one, no surprise. I mean, he's going to go number one in almost every draft. I have been in a draft already where Mookie Betts went one. And I can see the argument for it. Uh, Betts is tremendous, but I would still take Trout. I mean, sometimes you just don't overthink it, and Trout just helps across the board. One of the best hitters in baseball. Yeah, you know, Betts might be in a better lineup, but so what? I mean, Trout has shown uh, the huge... uh, ability that he has to contribute across the board. You know you're going to get a 300 average. He's done that three years in a row, 30-plus home runs. Now, the RBIs were low. I mean, I guess that's the argument you can make. He had 79 RBIs last year in 140 games. And I've always mentioned, usually with my first-round pick, I want 100 RBIs. But, you know, he should get there. You know, he, he didn't do it in 2017 because he missed injuries, but he was on pace, too. He had 72 in 114 games, 100 in 2016. 90 in 2015, 111 in 2014. So, you know, he should get uh, 100 RBIs if healthy. And, you know, you're going to get the stolen bases as well. He had 24 last year. So uh, Mookie Betts also has that high, high floor as well in ceiling. So if you wanted to go Mookie Betts, I'm fine with it. Uh, You don't need to. I wouldn't argue with you vehemently at all. Uh, Betts probably, you know, huge career average last year. I think it was like 346. But we know he helps across the board. So either guy is fine. And, you know, Betts was a little undervalued in drafts last year. I remember getting him in towers at 10. I was like, really? At 10? Because that's not what I expected. Uh, I think I had the fourth call, fourth or fifth call where I wanted to pick. And obviously one and two were gone. And I didn't love three last year. So I said, all right, I'll just be in the middle at 10. It's an OBP league. Uh, I did not think Betts was going to be there. But uh, he was. And I've always said, sometimes... One of the keys to having success in fantasy is taking advantage of the value that's presented to you. People are going to make mistakes. You have to take advantage. They're going to pass on players. Value is going to fall. They're trying to hit a home run. They want to be the guy that says, I was the first to have this guy. Let them. We're not here to be flashy, man. We're here to cash checks. We're here to make money. That's what I want to do. I'm not here to get headlines. I don't care about that. I want to have the best team possible. I want to win. And that's what we're going to help you do here. So it's not about flash and sizzle. It's about cash and checks, taking that bag home. That's what I want. And we'll continue to do that here. So bets, trout, sure. Three is where you really have a conversation uh, because I think you can go in a variety of directions. And in this draft, Francisco Lindor went three, which actually I think that's what I would do. Uh, Shortstop 
is a deep position. I will say that. And I don't worry about position scarcity in the first round. I want the best player. I don't, I don't care what position they play. I'm not going to pass someone up and say, well, the position's deep, so I'm going to go to this one. I'm not doing that. I want numbers. Give me stats. And I know I'm going to get it from Lindor. This guy's a five-category contributor. So, you know, even if the position is deep, you know, I can get another shortstop later plug in my middle infielder. And I worry about those things in the middle to later rounds of the drafts. I just want the best stats early on. I'm not trying to overthink it here. I'm trying to build a good base for my team. And ideally, as I've said, I would like to get steals in the first round. There might be a scenario where I don't. And we'll talk about that a little later on in this draft. I mean, clearly, we want a five-category guy if we can in the first round. But there might be a scenario that's presented to us where maybe this player on the board doesn't get many steals and he's too good to pass up. You have to consider that as well. So uh, I do like Lindor, though, at the third pick. You know, he's still young and just a a guy that can help across the board. And he's going to give you those stolen bases as well. So I do think Lindor... In the uh, at the third pick is someone someone that I'm definitely fine with. Uh, Doctor Roto, he was in this draft. He picked four, and we'll, we'll talk more about his draft next week when he returns. We'll get his thoughts, and I'll rip him to shreds. No, I won't. Uh, oh, there were some things I liked, some things I didn't, but we can break that down with him. He goes Jose Ramirez at four. Uh, we talked a little about Ramirez yesterday. He had a really bad second half, but you never know. Could have been playing through injury. Could have been fatigue. And the consistency, which we talk about quite a bit in fantasy football, not as big a deal in baseball. Now, if you play in a head-to-head league, that's different. You know, the consistency is a factor, so Ramirez could have hurt you there in the second half. But when we're talking Roto Leagues, which this is, it's the total numbers across the board for the season. So I'm fine with Ramirez at four. Uh, Maybe I might have went somewhere different, uh, but I'm okay with it. No problem. I I do like Ramirez. He's, He's got a high floor. This guy can hit. Speed, good counting stats. Interesting to see what Cleveland does. Uh, they seem like a team that's kind of stuck in the middle here uh, where there's rumors of them trading some pitchers, but the division is still theirs for the taking, and they still have good pitching. Uh, you know, if they keep what they have with Kluber, Bauer, Clevenger, and Carrasco, I mean, it's a really good top four. Bieber is the five, so they still are lacking in the outfield. We'll see if they get one of these free agents remaining cheap, but they definitely need to – Boost the offense just a little bit in, in the bullpen, too, uh, leading up to Brad Hand. Some question marks there. Max Scherzer goes at five, and I understand it. It's not something I will do. Uh, you can point to you know how valuable he is. He had 300 strikeouts last year, and we know that the aces that we can rely upon to give us 220-plus innings and great ratios, uh, they're slim. They're really not many. So it makes sense. You can tell me all the value and everything. I'm not going to do it at five. Again, I have no problem with it. Just not something I'm going to do. I will say, though, the stance on pitching for me has changed over the last couple of years. Usually, I've had a lot of success in the past going four, five, six rounds without a pitcher. I don't feel you can do that as much anymore. Uh, I usually want to come away with one in the first three rounds, and I've kind of done that in, in a lot of leagues. You know, last year uh, in Tout Wars, I, had, I took Madison Bumgarner at, I think, 310. It obviously didn't work because he got hurt, uh, but I was able to get a couple guys later and pick up some free agents, and that's the thing you have to keep in mind with a league like this, completely different from the draft champions in that we can make waiver wire moves and trades. Uh, in the Fantasy Baseball Invitational that I won, I took Jacob DeGrom in the third round, and that was huge. I also had Trevor Bauer in that league, 
Blake Trinan. So I think in the 15-team leagues, I want to try and get at least one pitcher in the first three rounds. Now, if they all go quickly, I'm not going to reach for someone who I think doesn't belong there. But I do think you want to make a little bit more of a conscious effort to kind of get one of those top pitchers in the first three rounds. And basically, uh, every team did it in this draft except one. Uh, so, And some of the pitchers I really don't like. I'm not too uh, big on this year, but uh, I think it's something you want to try and do. Ronald Acuna goes six, and you know, years past, you're like, oh, he's got to prove himself. This guy's legit. Uh, I might push him back a few spots because there were a couple more guys in there, but no problem with Acuna. I mean, this guy's a stud. We saw it last year. Pitchers couldn't make adjustments to him. He's got elite power. He's 21. He can run. I mean, this guy's going to help across the board. Maybe the average might not be great because he did have some issues with contact, but this guy's really good. You always worry about pitchers making adjustments the second year. We've seen it in the past, but this guy was a top prospect for a reason. You could see why people were excited about him last year as he was taken sometimes in the sixth, seventh round. And that worked out if you held on to him and waited for him. But we're going to talk a lot more about this draft and baseball later in the show. But when we return, I'm going to be joined by Chris Rose, ScoutDFS.com. He almost took down a qualifier last night, so he knows what he's talking about. We'll preview the day in NBA DFS coming up next. You're listening to Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's popping off. The weather's nice. I bet it's it is. It's California. It's a brisk 62. It's a brisk six here. I kind of hate you. Greg and I are still wearing beanies, so we're still sharing like we're both cold together. But I feel like you're the type of person to wear a beanie when it's 90 degrees. He is. He has. Yeah. I've seen it. I don't know what you have to do to get sponsored for beanies, but I got five <laughs> Whoever makes beanies out there, I will wear it. I will wear it in 90 degree weather. I'm ride or die, at least for a few years. Watch live on the FNTSY YouTube stream. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern covering a variety of sports. We're going to talk some DFS right now and going to give you guys an exclusive deal. 
If you enter the promo code HOOPS50, you get 50% off NBA DFS and ScoutDFS.com for your first month. And that includes the Optimizer, which has been on fire, as well as this guy who already has his write-up for today. That's Chris Rose, ScoutDFS.com. Chris, what's up? Adam, what's up, man? Another day. Yeah, you were so close last night to taking down a qualifier on FanDuel. You actually had two teams in the top six, including one second. Kind of tell us what it was like last night. Oh, man. Well, the one in second, I had Jackson going. Uh, actually, I had Jackson in both of them. If Booker does not get ejected and if Derrick Rose just does a little bit, man, I have first and second place in both my lineups. It was a tough break. Uh, they pulled Jackson with, I think, three and a half minutes left. I, I had Ubre too, who they pulled probably a minute before that. So I had four guys going in that game. All I needed was, I think I lost by six points uh, in the second place one and nine points um, in the sixth place, sixth place uh, lineup. So, man, it was a tough break, heartbreaking. Uh, a buddy of mine actually is the guy who beat me, uh, so we talked about it. He, he told me uh, if it was anybody else, he wouldn't feel bad, but... You know, I think we're going to take it tonight. we got a lot of lineups in, in, in the qualifier tonight. I think it's going to be a good night. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about that. And, you know, uh, it, it shows how tough it is. You need a lot of things to break right. One little thing goes wrong, and it could cost you. But the good thing is, as they say, today is a new day, and we get to play again. Uh, obviously, 10-game slate, already a lot of news. Boston, Kyrie Irving out, illness, Al Horford out, rest. Terry Rozier is going to be a popular play today. 4,500 on FanDuel, 4,000 on DraftKings. We know he's going to be highly owned. But isn't this a spot where you just play him anyway? Because he's going against Cleveland. We know how bad they are defensively. And, yes, we want to be different in tournaments. But I usually say, I'm going to play him, and I'll find a way to be different somewhere else. Yeah, you know, we we talked about this last time that Kyrie was out. I think he is a plug-and-play kind of guy. Here's my issue. When Kyrie and Horford are out, he only has a 19.6% percent usage so he's actually down a little bit he's up only 1.3 percent when both those guys are out so it's a good spot for him he's extremely cheap i was on him before this game even started uh before we got the the Kyrie news um so it's a good spot for him he's going to be extremely high highly on i would say 60 to 70 percent to try to fit guys uh and i think that's going to be the the kind of roster construction that we're going to see is we're going to see them uh, a lot of the field go for the lower uh point guards and not pay up so Got to keep that in mind with our roster construction. Maybe paying up would be the, the kind of contrarian play. So, uh, you know, if you're putting in multiple tournament lineups, I'm sure you're going to have some exposure to him, correct? But maybe not 100%? Yeah, I think I'm going to have exposure to him in, in the lineups where I try to fit Harden and maybe someone um, like a Drew Holiday or a Russell and trying to fit all those guys in. So I'll have him in, I would say... 10% of my lineups, maybe 15% of my lineups. Let's take a look at some of the other point guards. And you uh, did mention uh, a couple names there. Who are some of the other point guards that you like tonight? I really like Darren Collison and Jamal Murray tonight. I think this is a spot where um, Collison has actually gone 5x in four out of the last five games. Jamal Murray hasn't played all that well, but he gets the Rubio defense, however much Rubio actually plays. But uh, Murray's gone 30 low 30s fantasy points in five straight games, um, six out of the last seven. Uh, so it's a good spot for Murray. He's priced down a bit at 6900 and that gives you that late-night hammer, too. So, uh, you know, you can make up some ground if you're down a little bit. 
Yeah, I think he's a guy that might not be highly owned tonight either. Uh, Utah has actually been one of the better defensive teams the last month. People might see that and uh, sway them away. So that's a good one if you're looking to go against the gray. And Collison, I also did see his last couple games has been pretty good. So uh, that's something to look at. Now, Fred Van Fleet had a very good game yesterday. Kawhi Leonard's out again. They're up against Indiana tonight as opposed to Sacramento. Uh, could you see yourself going back to Van Fleet tonight? Yeah, I think a lot of the you might see the Van Fleet, Van Fleet and the Rozier combination uh, with people trying to kind of chase those points. But that was just a great matchup for him in a game that should have been a blowout early in the game. Uh, but he did start for Kawhi. Um, it's a tougher matchup with Indiana. Collison's defense is pretty good. Um, same with Oladipo. So I do, I'm not high on Van Vliet, but if you're going to try to save money, uh, I think that's an okay route with him and Rozier. I've been waiting for Alfred Payton to kind of have this big game. We've seen the minutes go up a little bit. Uh, obviously, no Anthony Davis. He's 5,700 on Fandle, 6,100 on DraftKings. Is he in play tonight against Detroit? Yeah, I usually like to take point guards against Detroit. Um, that's one of our little key things that we have. Um, so Peyton is actually in a decent spot. I like him over Miritich. Miritich is so up and down. But um, you know, I think Peyton is, is in a spot where he can go 30 fantasy points and have to carry the load a little bit as far as scoring, especially if Drummond is back tonight. Yeah, and that's something we're waiting on. I think he did uh, maybe perform, uh, go through a shoot-around this morning, so we'll keep an eye on that. Talking to Chris Rose, ScoutDFS.com. And again, if you use the promo code HOOPS50, you get 50% off your first month at ScoutDFS.com for NBA DFS. That includes the Optimizer, which has been on fire, as well as the write-up from Chris Rose, which is up there today. And you want to pay attention to what he said, as, again, he almost took down a qualifier last night, had two good shots to do it. Uh, at shooting guard, of course, the big question is James Harden tonight going against the Knicks. Uh, salary, 13-5 on FanDuel, 13-4 on DK. Are we still doing our best to jam him in our lineups tonight? Yeah, I think we're going to play him in most of our lineups. The only problem is how much is he going to be capped with that uh, potential blowout. Um, you got uh, Cornette that's out. I, I just don't think that um, there's a lot of guys who can – for this team, uh, this New York team can keep pace with the Rockets. Um, so it's all going to come to how much is Harding going to play? He only played 30 minutes the last game, did put up 37 points, 51 fantasy points. But, you know, if he sees 28 to 33 minutes, how many points is he actually going to put up? So at 13 5, it's in GPPs, I think you can make a case for fading uh, Harding, especially with a couple guys in the shooting guard that are in a little bit better spots. Um, but in cash games, I think you have to play hard. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has been crushing lately for the Nets. They're up against Orlando. He's 8 on DK, 8,600 on FanDuel. Uh, would you consider Russell tonight? Absolutely. Um, I love Russell tonight. He put up 50-plus fantasy points in the last game against, uh, what was it, maybe a week ago against, um, against Orlando. So I do like uh, the spot for him. He put up 40 points. His usage is just gone through the roof. Also, I think Aaron Gordon is back um, for Orlando, so it should be a closer game. Um, so I do like the spot. Um, so it, it's a good spot for him, and he's one of the guys that I do like over Harden tonight as far as um, fantasy production. I know the other day when the Pelicans played, you were very high on Drew Holiday. Uh, again, no Anthony Davis going against Detroit tonight. Uh, do you like Holiday tonight? 
Yep, he's in my top three must-haves. Uh, he went for 50-plus fantasy points last time these guys played. He's carrying the load on offense. Uh, he's playing a ton of minutes. It's a great spot. I said I like to play point guards. I like to play shooting guards against uh, Detroit, and especially if Drummond is back, it should be a close game. I think this is a good spot for Holiday. He's 9,500. Priced up a bit, but this is a spot where you can go 50-plus fantasy points again. Talking to Chris Rose, you can find him scoutdfs.com. Uh, Victor Oladipo, his price is dropping, but he just has not played well. I mean, I know he had that knee soreness about a month ago, and a couple times I've used him, he's disappointed. Uh, are we to the point where we can maybe get him low ownership and he has that big game? They're going against Toronto. He's 78 on Fandle, 7,700 on DK, or is he still someone that we have to be cautious of? Yeah, between him and DeMar DeRozan, I think they're kind of two in the same. These guys should be putting up ridiculous points. Um, as far as fantasy purposes, but the price is dropping. They really haven't done much. They're inconsistent. Um, so I'm not really on Oladipo. Um, I actually like Levine a little bit lower uh, in this spot at 7,100. I think this is a nice spot. We do like to target uh, backcourt guys against Atlanta. So, um, yeah, I'm not really – I may have him in, in maybe one or two lineups, Oladipo, but I'm not really high on him. I do like the guys priced up and, and a little bit more priced down. Looking at small forward for tonight, uh, Jason Tatum, is he in play with, you know, a couple, we've seen him have a couple of big games with uh, no Horford, no Kyrie, six on DK, 6,500 on FanDuel going up against Cleveland. Yeah, his usage usage goes up about 6.5% uh, to 265 with uh, Irving and Horford out. So I can see a case for Tatum, um, but small forward is such a, it's a weak position if you go from top to bottom. I think one of these uh, Clippers forwards are actually going to sit either Tobias Harris or Harrell. Harris has played 34 and 43 minutes. This is the third game in four, four nights for them. Uh, and it's going against a tough um, interior for Miami. So I think one of the forwards there are going to sit. So I think this is where you want to pay down here. Jo- uh, Jonathan Isaac, there's some uh, narrative for him. He, he, I think he's from Brooklyn. Um, he's going to have family at the game, so... I like Isaac at 5,100. Then you have Gordon Hayward, who hasn't been playing all that well at 4,900. Um, so I think this is a spot where I'm going to pay down. The best play um, that I think that I would pay up for is DeAndre Bembry, who has been excellent as of late. So he's in a great spot against Chicago. Um, I think that's the highest that I would actually pay. Yeah, I'm, consider- yeah, I'm considering Bembry tonight, too. It looks like Kevin Herter is going to be out again. Not confirmed yet, but it's not looking good for him. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about Miritich uh, because obviously he, even though he didn't, I don't think he started last game. He's going to see more usage with no Anthony Davis. Uh, would you consider him tonight? Yeah, he's still priced down a little bit. I think he earlier in the year when he was playing uh, in the 30s, he was at like, I think 79 or, or 8100. He's down to 6700. He did put up 36 fantasy points. He does have two games where he's in the last three that he has put up 20 plus. Point. So I think this is a good spot for him. If you kind of want to get off Randall, uh, who's priced up, and they actually moved him to power forward on Fanduel, uh, I think the nice pivot is to play Miritich with Drew Holiday together. Um, if you don't want to pay up for Randall in this spot, would you pay up for Randall? He's eighty four hundred on DK, eighty nine hundred on Fanduel. I will pay up for him if Drummond is out. If Drummond is not out, I think he gets in foul trouble and kind of hurts your lineups. And I guess obviously that's what we're waiting for with Drummond too. How much does that? Uh, I mean, if Blake Gr- Blake Gr- if Drummond is out, are you playing Blake Griffin tonight? He's ninety eight hundred on Fanduel, ninety seven hundred on DK. 
I think I'll play him. He put up 47 fantasy points in the last game, uh, 35 points. So his usage should go up in this game. Uh, I don't see anyone that can really stop him. Like I said, I think Randall uh, in the last game, he had four fouls. Um, so he got into foul trouble early in that game. Um, so I do like Blake. I've liked him since, you know, since uh, Drummond has gone out. But I know that Drummond did go through shoot around, and it's possible he is playing tonight. So um, that's a, definitely something we have to keep an eye on. And uh, Danilo Gallinari has officially been ruled out for tonight's game. Uh, not a surprise there as he's dealing with a back injury. So he's been fragile in his career. And uh, I guess I should have traded him in my season-long league while his stock was high. But everyone knows. Everyone knows that he was going to be hurt. So uh, I guess i got to just stick yep. with him for now. Uh, also at power forward tonight, uh, you know, I think and you mentioned a guy or two already, but I think the Bulls could be in a good spot tonight against Atlanta. I know they've been playing at a slower pace, but their prices are down. Uh, what, what do you think of Laurie Markkinen tonight? He's 66 on DK, 6,900 on Fandle. Yeah, I like I like him a lot tonight. I also like Portis a lot in this spot. Um, I think both guys uh, have the potential, really high ceilings to go 30 to 40 fantasy points tonight. Um, this Atlanta is such an easy team to target, uh, and I think Chicago is actually favored in this game by two. Um, so take the home team here, play the guys. I, I, I like both guys. I like Portis a little bit more if you want to save $1,500, especially on Fandle. Um, but both guys are in a great spot. Center, uh, a lot of options tonight. We're waiting on news for the Sixers. Uh, ben Simmons dealing with an illness. Jimmy Butler's been out a couple games. If both those guys are out, do you lock in Embiid? Yeah, I think you have to. His usage just will go through the roof. Um, I think – then you'll see the field kind of um, gravitate to Embiid over um, Harden in the spot just to save money. Um, so, yeah, I think you kind of have to play Embiid by default, especially if those guys are out. If you want to pivot away, uh, Nikola Vucevic, we know, plays centers against the Nets. He's 9,300 on DK, 9,900 on FanDuel. Uh, thoughts on Vucevic for tonight? Absolutely. He's a rebounding machine. Um, he's, that's one of the better things that he's done in his game and kind of, uh, upgraded his game. So he just saw this team put up 16 points, 17 boards, 48 points. Um, if I'm not paying Embiid or Vucevic, uh, I think I'm going to pay down a little bit here. There's some, some nice values here, um, in the mid range and in the six K range. Is one of those values Enos Cantor who should start tonight. Cornette's out with an ankle injury. I mean, we always have to worry about his minutes, uh, especially if the game blows out, but, uh, we know he should at least start and get maybe 25 minutes, potentially more tonight. He's five on DK, 6,200 on FanDuel. What about Cantor tonight? Absolutely, 100%. If he gets 25 minutes, he's almost a lock for a double-double. That's at least 35 fantasy points at 6,200. Give me that all day. I love him in this spot. It's just, especially with Capella out, and no one that's going to be able to – who's going to stop him, Kenneth Fareed or, or P.J. Tucker? I just think this is a great spot for Cantor. Speaking of Fareed, what about him tonight? Uh, he's 4,400 on DK, 5,000 on FanDuel. Might not start, but uh, D'Antonio's already said he's going to get a lot of minutes. It's the Knicks. We know how bad they are defensively. Uh, I know maybe on a site with one center it could be tough, but if you can play multiple centers, is Fareed in play tonight? Yeah, he played 23 minutes last game, um, six, 13 points, six rebounds. I think this is a spot, if, especially if Houston gets up in this game, you'll see 
the backups play a little bit more. So you could see maybe 25, 28 minutes a game in, in, in tonight's game. So it's not a bad spot for him. Uh, at 5K, it's kind of tough to play him at 5K, especially when you have Marcus Morris at 5,300. And then Noah Vonley and um, Bobby Portis both at 5,400. So um, if I'm going to play or be in that 5K range, I'm going to go up a little bit. But uh, on DK, I'm just fine with Fareed. Any other plays before we let you go that we didn't touch upon uh, that you're looking at tonight? Yeah, I like Miles Turner in this spot. Um, he's been putting up some decent fantasy games. Um, but uh, I think that um, you can get away with playing someone like uh, Aaron Baines. But my go-to guy whenever any Boston guys are out, Kyrie Horford, is Daniel Tice. Play him at 3,600. He has the potential to go off for 25 to 35 fantasy points, especially when he gets low 20s or high, high teens minutes. Yeah, and he should get it tonight against Cleveland, assuming Boston can control this game. So that's an interesting punt there that uh, a lot of people probably won't go to uh, for sure. So uh, if you're looking to fit in maybe a Hardner and Bead, I think there's an option for you. Chris Rose, always good talking to you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow at the same time, and hopefully tomorrow you come on and say you want a qualifier. Absolutely. Let's do this tonight. All right. Thanks a lot. Again, that is Chris Rose. Find him at ScoutDFS.com. His write-up is already up. And if you enter the promo code HOOPS50, you get 50% off your first month of NBA DFS at ScoutDFS.com. That includes the optimizer, which has been on fire. So make sure you head on over and check us out today. Again, ScoutDFS.com. When we return, we'll talk more fantasy baseball, taking a look at the FSTA Fantasy Baseball Draft here on Scout Fantasy Sports. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. The morning after. But how can you be mad at somebody who's 28 years old for saying that Mo is the GOAT when they never seen nobody else? Maybe that 28-year-old should spend less time posing on Instagram and actually read a little bit about some maybe baseball history. Game that 28-year-old could say to you when you was 28 years old, maybe you should have spent less time drinking double vodkas. Everything is different. Yeah. While, while I was drinking those double vodkas, I was watching sports. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? 
Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Back here, Scout Fantasy Sports. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Again, catch us live weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern in our new time slot. Be joined by Dr. Roto next week. And you can catch all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com. As we get you ready to dominate the fantasy baseball season, use the promo code BATS50. Gets 50% off your first two months only for those that listen to the show. It'll be well worth it. And it'll put your team in a position to dominate. We'll take you throughout the year, waiver wire pickups, trade analysis, and a lot more. So become a member today. At the game, just got a gut feeling, no problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today, and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY, and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right, $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag. Promo code FNTSY. If you need some help trying to figure out who to bet on, what props to take, we got you covered. VegasWhispers.com as they will set you up with picks for NFL, NBA, college, basketball, and a lot more NHL. They mix it up. So once you become a member, you can get hooked up with a private Twitter feed and it sends alerts to your phones when the picks are made. So if you use the promo code RONIS50, you get 50% off your first month. So check it out today, VegasWhispers.com. We'll have Ian Kahn from Rotowire. He's also an actor coming up at 3 p.m. Eastern, talking some fantasy baseball with him. And now we're taking a look at the FSTA fantasy baseball draft from yesterday. Went through some of the early picks in the first round in the first segment. We see Trey Turner go number seven in this draft. And uh, Turner is someone I didn't like last year at three. Uh, that's why I didn't want to take that three position. You know, he was the popular consensus pick, and I just didn't like it because, you know, I want someone in the first round that I can get 100 RBIs from. You know, usually those guys hit three, four in the order, and most of them go in the first two rounds. So I just felt like Turner would not give you enough. He had 73 RBIs, and he played every game. He had 19 home runs. Of course, the value lies in the stolen bases. He had 43 last year. Did hit 271, so it's not bad. It's not great for a first-round pick, but it's not bad. You know, a lot of guys hitting 300 over there. So I understand the philosophy in taking him, and he didn't run as much last year. He had 54 attempts in 2017 in 98 games. So, of course, everyone prorates that. Well, if he plays a whole season, he might attempt 100. And as you know, it doesn't work like that. He had 52 attempts. He actually had two less attempts last year in 64 more games. Now, part of that could have been Bryce Harper. Now, there were times, I think earlier in the year, he was hitting like six. But, you know, if you're hitting in front of Bryce Harper, it's kind of hard to run. Now, we'll see if Bryce Harper comes back. But uh, Turner's just, he's not a guy that I build my team with. Uh, And again, I have no problem with it. I understand the philosophy uh, that you're doing when you're making your team because you're, you're penciling in a ton of steals. And we know that you can get some good power later on. And Turner's going to help in run scored, which is another category that I feel people don't look at enough. I mean, you could probably pencil in 100 runs there. Uh, you can 45, 50 steals, and there's upside for more. You know, again, if they let him run, he doesn't get caught in his career. 
He has 124 stolen bases. He's only been caught 25 times. So maybe they let him run a little more. So I think it's the stolen base uh, aspect here where people are so worried to get stolen bases that they're they're propping these guys up. And not Turner because he went third overall last year. Uh, but again, someone I think that like helps across the board. Uh, but I I like more power in RBIs for my first round pick. Like I feel like I don't need to win the stolen base category. I want to be top three, top four, and uh, especially over the last several years, I've kind of found a way to do that. Now, a lot of things have to fall right, but I I've had success just not taking these guys uh, that contribute you know forty to fifty steals, even though there's a few of them. Uh, but again, if you know what you're doing. I think you can get it done. And, in fact, this is a, a team with Vlad Settler and Charlie Wiegert. And Vlad Settler is going to join me tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. He's a very good high-stakes player. So we'll go into his mind and see his philosophy in taking Turner there in the first round uh, for sure. Uh, Nolan Arenado went after. And Arenado's a guy that sometimes we still go 3-4 last year. I think the issue that people have with him is he doesn't give you any stolen bases, which to me – it, you can still build a successful team. I mean, look what he's done. He's one of the most consistent players in baseball over the last four years. You know you're going to get an average somewhere between 295 and 310. He was at 297 last year. You know you're going to get 35-plus home runs. Look at the last four years, 42, 41, 37, 38. Three, uh, at least 100 runs, three straight years. At least 110 RBIs, four straight years. In fact, last year was the first time in three years – uh, that he didn't get to 130. So playing at Coors Field, I know there's some rumors of him being traded. Uh, we've heard the Yankees come up. Either way, uh, a- anyone that leaves Colorado is going to take a hit. But this guy can hit. Great gold glove defender, and he's in a contract year. So that's why you heard about that. But I'm fine taking Arenado there for sure because you're getting consistency. You're just going to have to find a way to you know get stolen bases a little bit later on. Uh, and this team did uh, by taking Lorenzo Cain in round four, Yasiel Puig in round five, and Victor Robles in round nine. Now Robles is the wild card because we'll see if they bring back Bryce Harper. But that's the way you do it. If you're going to you know, do that, you, know, you, you pile up some steals along the way. Jose Altuve went nine, and I, I don't like this pick just because of who was on the board. I mean, Christian Yelich and J.D. Martinez went after. I mean, how does J.D. Martinez fall to 11? Like, to me, that's mind-boggling. Because he doesn't steal bases? J.D. Martinez has proven to be one of the elite hitters in the game the last few years. I, I, this is not a fluke at all. He's in a great Boston lineup. Guy smashes the ball. He had 330 last year. Even if you don't buy that, guy can hit 300. He's done it three straight years. Two straight years of 40-plus home runs. Uh, really? Like, I understand he doesn't steal bases, but he had six last year. It's not a lot, but it's something. It ain't. It's not zero, and I'm not counting on him to steal many bases, but this is one of the premier hitters in baseball. How does he go 11? I'm not, uh, you know, I, I take him. I think there's an argument to be made for him and Arenado, but, but man, J.D. Martinez should not be falling to 11. I, I'll, I'll figure out a way to be competitive in steals if you want to hand me J.D. Martinez at 11. I'm just stunned that he fell that far. This guy's elite in four categories. There's no way he should be falling that far. I, I would take him over Arenado. I know Arenado has the course field factor. And here's the other thing, too. Anyone who has listened to me over the years will know it. Outfield is not as deep as you think. In most leagues, you have to start five. And I've done many drafts over the years where I've started 
with three outfielders with my first three picks. Not by design. It just happens to be a lot of the players who can contribute in several categories happen to be in the outfield, at least in years past. But outfield thins up a lot quicker than you think. So I would uh, – and again, I'm not worried about the position in the first round. I'm just not. But, yeah, J.D. Martinez should not be going at 11. Even Christian Yelich at 10 is a nice value there. Now, the issue with Yelich is people are going to say, well, how can he continue that power? He had a home run to fly ball ratio of 35% last year, which is insane. It's something that's not going to repeat. Not even the elite power hitters do that. And for his career, it's 20.3%. He also hits a ton of ground balls, you know, still. Even last year with, with the uptick in power, he still only had a 23.5% fly ball rate. But we all knew that leaving that park in Miami and going to Milwaukee would certainly increase the power. And that was the case. He had 22 home runs at home and 14 on the road. Now, he did have a ridiculous surge that's probably unsustainable. But you don't need 35, 36 home runs like he had last year for him to be a real productive fantasy player, even if you – do 25, 26, 27. We know this is a good lineup. We saw the counting stats were there last year. So he can still get over 100 runs, 100 RBIs. He can steal bases. You know, 22 stolen bases last year was a career high. This Milwaukee team's aggressive. They'll let him run. And he's very efficient on the base pass, too. He was 22 of 26. Only got caught stealing four times. So he gives you that high floor and helps across the board. The five categories that you want. He's also a really good hitter that's going to produce uh, an excellent average. He was at 326 last year for his career, 297. And even the batting average of balls of play was high at 373, but his career marks 359. He's one of those players that hits the ball hard. I mean, career best, 47.6% hard hit rate. He hits a ton of line drives. So I like Yelich there, too. And that's the one good thing about picking in the back uh, rounds. I mean, to come away with a Yelich or JD with your first-round pick is great. Jacob DeGrom went 12 overall. I would consider it. I actually did a draft recently at 14 taking DeGrom, but you know, you're on the turn, so you know you're going to get a good bat. Uh, and DeGrom's not a fluke at all. Uh, I know some of you are like, oh, you're a Homer Mets fan. I'm not. I'm honest with the Mets. Uh, I still think while they've made improvements, they have a long way to go. But DeGrom is the real deal. I mean, he's been one of the top pitchers in baseball for the last couple years now. You know, people forget that. And he's now reached 200 innings two years in a row. The 10 wins were obviously a product of not getting the offensive run support. Uh, the offense is better for the Mets. And it's one of those things where that is unlikely to repeat. It, it just happens. We see it every year. There's always a handful of pitchers that, for some reason, just go out there and just never get the run support. So, you know, do you expect DeGrom to be as dominant as he was last year? No. He's not going to have a 1.70 ERA again. But no reason why he can't have 2.5. I mean, his career ERA is 2.67. This is not something that came out of nowhere. He's always had good control. He gets the strikeouts, and he's gotten better each year as he's gone along. You know, a couple of the numbers are a little high. The strand rate, 82%. But, and the home runs, too, man. 10 home runs in 217 innings? That's ridiculous. So, uh, I, you know, that's fine taking him there, you know, because you know you're going to come back and get a good bat. Chris Sale won 13. A little concerned about him just because of the uh, – Injuries last year, late in the year with the shoulder, so you don't know. He said he's fine. I don't know if I trust that yet. So I'd probably I'm gonna pass on him in that spot. And if he's healthy, he's gonna prove to be, you know, the elite 
pitcher. I mean, you saw what he did last year in 158 innings. He was 12 and four, 211 ERA year before 290 ERA, and that was one of the things about Sale. A lot of people were concerned about his mechanics and whether he'd be able to hold up. But he's been pretty durable outside of last year. Last year was the fewest innings he's thrown, actually, in a full season in his career at 158, where he made the 27th start. So that's the concern there. And then on the turn at 14-15, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. Uh, and obviously we don't know where these guys are going to play yet. But both are borderline first-round picks. I, I actually think Machado will be fine. I know some people are worried if he goes to the White Sox. Not a great lineup. Machado, I think, will hit anywhere. Uh, maybe the counting stats, depending on if he goes to the White Sox or not, could be hurt. If he goes to the Phillies, that's a great lineup, great ballpark. He's 26 years old, and you know he helped across the board last year. This is a guy that's hit 30-plus home runs four straight years. Finally reached 100 RBIs last year, product of playing on a better team there when he moved to the Dodgers. And he could still steal some bases. You know, 20 in 2015, he didn't run in 2016 at all. We were all puzzled by that. He was banked up, but he still played 157 games. He had nine steals in 2017 and 14 last year. So if he can get you that 10 to 15, it's a big boost. And that has a high floor. Uh, so, and, and if he goes to a team that's a little bit more aggressive, maybe they let him run because he's another guy that's been pretty efficient on the base pass, especially the last couple years. Harper is the wild card. Again, he has the opportunity and the skill set to return first round value, but we've really seen it once. Yes, that year that he was injured, he was on pace to get there. But it's just so erratic with him where the batting average one year is 330, then it's 249. Uh, the steals are up and down, but you're not seeing him go in the first round uh, consistently anymore. So a start of Machado Harper is fine with me uh, because you get a little bit of steals, big power, and Harper's average is obviously going to be the big deciding factor there. We see Paul Goldschmidt fall to the second round, second pick of the second round. And Goldschmidt, remember last year? The slow start that he got off to, man, people were, were panicking. And I did have him in one league, and there was no option but to hold him because if you were going to trade him, you were not going to get the proper return. And those that waited it out with Goldschmidt were rewarded because it was ugly early on. But by the end of the season, you know, 290, 33 homers, 83 ribbies, 95 runs, and seven steals. And that might be the thing that we don't see much anymore. One of the appealing factors for Goldschmidt was getting the steals out of a first baseman. We're looking at a guy that had 21, 32, 18 in the three years prior to last year where he had only seven, and he was caught four times. So maybe even if it gets 10 steals, that's fine. Again, I've always said the steals add up. 10 doesn't sound like a lot, but if you get 10 from your first baseman and another 12 here, another 15 here, they just compile up, and you can get you know one guy that maybe gets you 25. So you can piece it together. With a bunch of players, so don't over, don't undervalue those steals. They they're valuable and they add up. So uh, you see Goldschmidt go there. Trevor Story went to pair with Degrom, and Story is someone that I have in a keeper league that I'm probably going to keep. I mean, look, he's in Coors Field, so we know that's going to help him. And, and uh, the biggest question with Story the last couple of years was like, okay, what about the strikeouts? Now, we saw a big dip in the strikeouts last year, which really helped. I mean, this was a guy that was in the mid-30s for strikeout rate. It was at 25% last year. So the big key is, can he sustain that? He had 37 homers and 27 stolen bases, and we saw this skill set in the minor leagues that he had the ability to hit for power and steal bases. The average obviously saw a big jump, 239 to 291, and it wasn't really batting average of balls in play inflated 
Uh, it was 345. His BAPIP, his career mark's 340. And again, we always know that guys get a boost playing at cores. He's a guy that hits a lot of fly balls and has always hit the ball really hard. So the key is, can he keep that contact level at a decent rate? Uh, that'll help him. So we're seeing Story go on that turn there. Alex Bregman fell to the second round, the fifth pick of the second round. Now, he did have some elbow procedure, so maybe that has people worried. But Bregman can flat out hit. Uh, so, you know, the, to start with Bregman, Yelich, I like that start for sure. Uh, I think you're getting two guys who are excellent hitters. You're building a solid foundation in your average. Two good offenses. The counting stats are going to be good. You know, I think people forget how good Bregman was last year. Guy had 31 homers, 103 RBIs, 105 runs, 10 steals, and batted 286. He had more walks than strikeouts, and he's on a good team. So as long as that elbow is fine, he's a really good second-round pick. Uh, and we've seen the hard hit rate go up each year, and there's still more room for growth there. So that's a good start. Uh, we see Freddie Freeman go after Bregman. Freeman's power drop was a little perplexing, especially in that park. You know, Freeman's a guy that I love to watch, line drive hitter. I'm just surprised that the home run total was so low last year. I thought we were going to see the growth. You know, he had 34 home runs in 2016. The last year is 28 and 117 in 117 games, just 23 last year when he played the whole year. But another guy that's going to help across the board, you just like to see him get to that back to that 35 homer level. Uh, but the fly ball rate really dropped last year, and the line drives were up. So if he can just elevate the ball a little bit more, especially in that park, then uh, that'll turn out to be a really good pick. We'll talk more fantasy baseball when we return. I'm going to be joined by Ian Kahn. You can find him at Rotowire. He's also an actor. I play in a league with him. Very smart guy. We're going to talk baseball with him next here at Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 